With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. I mean, especially like the tabloids, which do people actually read tabloids? I don't know. I feel like the only thing that I can compare is like the Daily Mail on Snapchat. Welcome to the Midnight Bookworm. I'm your host, Neil Gilbert, and first I just wanted to say happy Pride. If you're celebrating Pride Month, I wish you the happiest June. And in spirit of celebrating Pride today, we're not going to be discussing a trope, but we're going to be discussing a couple LGBTQ plus romance books that have MLM relationships. Now you might be wondering, what is MLM? Um, don't worry, the first time I saw that term too, I was like, multi-level marketing pyramid schemes what are we talking about but it basically just refers to relationships that have men loving men usually with both people identifying as male there's also wlw women loving women and um most common in books that i've discussed in the past is mlw so men loving women again it's just kind of a term to identify the characters in a book it's, yeah, it's really just used for that, so don't be intimidated by all this, like, book lingo, because trust me, it is not as high-tech or, like, academic as it seems. Anyways, the books today don't really have a specific trope. I just think that there's some of, they're books that I, I enjoyed and also that I think are somewhat popular, at least one of them is. And so, if you're trying to look for a specific trope, this is not the episode for you, but it's okay. You can still stick around um, and celebrate Pride with us. And this is going to be an episode in multiple that celebrate Pride next one next week. Well, you'll have to stick around and see what it's about. But we have three books today, and I'm just going to get into it, start with the summaries. So, the first one is The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran, and here's the summary. Ever since he was a kid, Dev Deshpande has believed in fairy tales, and he has spent his career crafting them for the reality dating show Ever After. As the most successful producer in the franchise's history, Dev always scripts the perfect love story for his contestants, even as his own love life crashes and burns off screen. That is, until the show cast disgraced tech wonderkind Charlie Winshaw, Winshaw as its star. Charlie is far from the romantic Prince Charming he's playing on TV. He doesn't believe in love, at least not for himself, and his publicist only agreed to the show as a last-ditch effort to rehabilitate his image. In front of the cameras, he's a stiff, anxious mess with no idea how to date 30 women on national television. Behind the scenes, he's cold, awkward, and emotionally closed off. Only Dev can save the season, and possibly the entire show, by coaching Charlie through every scene. Dev always gets a happy ending, and he knows he can find a way to help Charlie find his. Yet the more Dev fights to, to get Charlie to open up to the contestants, the more they begin to open up to each other, and it soon becomes clear Charlie has better chemistry with Dev than any of his female co-stars. Traveling to romantic locations around the world, they begin to suspect they could both find their happily ever after if they're willing to let go of their ideas about whose love story gets told. 
This book is 358 pages. It was a real pretty quick read for me. If you're looking for a quick read out of the three of these books, this is going to be that book. I mean, I also just really enjoyed it, so that probably helped. But on to the next one. This is the more popular one that you might have heard of, especially if you just walk into a Barnes & Nobles. It's probably going to be on the first table you see. But it's called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston. And it is getting turned into a movie. I don't know when it's coming out, but they have cast the two main characters, which go look it up for yourself because I want to know. Drop your opinions on if you think they casted well. I think I enjoy the casting just because they didn't um, like wash away the race of one of the main characters. And I feel like his race is pretty important in terms of the story. And I'm just enjoying that. So, here's the summary. First son, Alex Claremont Diaz, is the closest thing to a prince this on this side of the Atlantic. With his intrepid sister and the Veep's genius granddaughter, they're the White House trio, a beautiful millennial marketing strategy for his mother, President Elma, Ellen Claremont. International socialite duties do have downsides, namely when photos of a confrontation with his longtime nemesis, Prince Henry, at a royal wedding leak to the tabloids and threaten American-British relations. The plan for damage control, staging a fake friendship between the first son and the prince. As President Claremont kicks off her re-election bid, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret relationship with Henry that could derail the campaign and append to Nate. 448 pages, it's definitely the longest out of the three. It took me a little bit of time to get through it, but I think if you enjoy the characters, it shouldn't take you that long. So the last book we have is If This Gets Out by two authors, Sophie Gonzalez and Kale Dietrich. 18-year-olds Ruben Montez and Zach Knight are two members of the boy band Saturday, one of the biggest acts in America. Along with their bandmates Angel Fon and John Braxton, the four are teen heartbreakers in front of the cameras and best friends backstage. But privately, cracks are starting to form. Their once easy rapport is straining under the pressures of fame, and Ruben confides in Zach that he's feeling smothered by management's pressure to stay in the closet. On a whirlwind tour through Europe, with both an unrelenting schedule and minimal supervision, Ruben and Zach come to rely on each other more and more, and their already close friendship evolves into a romance. But when they decide they're ready to tell f their fans and live freely, Zach and Ruben start to truly realize that they will never have the support of their management. How can they hold tight to each other when the whole world seems to want to come between them? This book is 404 pages. It took me a while to get through, though, but that's because I didn't really like it. Honestly, your reading speed is definitely going to depend on which book you like the best. Now, I know that I said these books don't have a trope, but honestly, as I read these summaries, I'm realizing it's all forbidden love. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you're not looking for forbidden love, you can still stick around because I am going to mention some other books that I think are like somewhat similar to these. We're going to move on to my ranking. So at number one, we have The Charm Offensive. I absolutely adored this book. Number two is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, honestly, I liked it, but I didn't like it to the extent that um, book talk and just book Instagram, book social media in general liked it. And at the bottom, we have If This Gets Out. Now, my Goodreads ratings, um, they aren't, like, they're kind of all over the place because, honestly, I read Red, White, and Royal Blue, like, 
six months ago even more probably so I didn't used to do like reviews honestly like no one reads my reviews they're just for myself but I didn't used to do reviews then so I don't have any for that but I'll just read you my stars and my reviews for the other ones anyways so for the charm offensive five stars obviously and my comment was this was amazing i haven't read a romance as good as this in forever honestly that was my favorite romance book of like the month and after that i couldn't read another book because like i had to take a break because that book was just so good and like nothing compared at that moment obviously there are so many books in the world that there's it's hard to have one favorite so keep that in mind but for red white and royal blue I only did four stars, and I didn't make a comment or anything. If I were going to now, well, you'll just have to keep listening. And for If This Gets Out, I did three stars, and my comment was, I really wanted to like this book, but I just couldn't get into it. The plot was kind of flat, but with two complex characters. I was expecting more pining in terms of relationship, but this is definitely more a four-person story than two. Um, I know that I said, again, trope, but forbidden love, I think the charm offensive developed the relationship really well. It was definitely more forbidden than the other two because Dev and Charlie were like, I don't know, 25-ish, so they're actually like working jobs, and I know Dev was under contract not to like fraternize with any of the um, people on the show, so I definitely say that was like more forbidden um because I mean obviously they're all like forbidden in terms of social standards that I described but this one was also like legally not forbidden so keep that in mind um red white and royal blue again I liked it but I didn't love it um I think obviously like the son of the president and this the prince of England like there's not a lot of common books that have those two so if you're looking for something to like spice up your normal romance book that's something to keep in mind however um I didn't really like how the problems were characterized I'll get into that later and for if this gets out I definitely expected more like I said I expected more pining um literally 50 pages in like they start dating and I was kind of like what and I think that like that book is more about coming out and it's more about the pressures of music management and like the evils of the boy band era um if you are really into one direction or like five seconds of summer that book is for you but it's not I mean there does have like romance but it's not really a romance I would say it's more realistic fiction so for the development of plot I thought for charm offensive it was really well done like guys I loved this book it was slow burn for sure there were definitely like all these moments where like I don't know characters like touched like on accident or kissed and there was like sparks like you could definitely tell there was chemistry I feel like sometimes romance books just say that there's chemistry without actually having chemistry but you will not find that in this book Additionally, for the Charm Offensive, I liked the background characters. Like I said, it takes place on a reality TV show. I don't really watch reality TV. If you're into The Bachelor, Bachelorette, um, I heard that there's going to be like a Bachelorette's plural. So if you're into any show like that or like Love Island, stuff like that, this is a good book. Another good one, if you're into that stuff, is um, If the Shoe Fits. It's MLW, 
but it's kind of like the same thing except like obviously the woman is one of the contestants so that's like a different factor that plays in to the charm offensive um for red white and royal blue again i also like the background characters i felt like something these books both did well was there was romance but there were also like interactions with side characters there were friendships evolving stuff like that where i didn't feel like i was love bombed which um i think is good because even if you are reading a romance book like you're gonna want a break i mean unless they're like I don't know trapped on an island together like other than that you should have like some breakup between the characters because I think like characters seeing how their love interest interacts with someone and it just develops like the personality I think that is what really like makes a good romance book also with red white and royal blue um I think it was kind of about like coming into your own when you're in your early 20s um I remember Alex was like a college student and I know that um, they were definitely, like, above 20. I can't really remember, though. But I definitely liked that. It was kind of, you know, the vibe of figuring out yourself. Not completely, obviously. I don't think anyone knows their self completely. But it was interesting because there were, like, friendships with, um, what was it, the White House trio. And also, like, media. I feel like some of these books also like really focused on entertainment media i did not realize that when i put this together but there you go that's another trope so anything like entertainment media because i mean especially like the tabloids which do people actually read tabloids i don't know i feel like the only thing that i can compare is like the daily mail on snapchat but anyways um i think it also it did talk a lot about politics so if you aren't really into politics like don't read that book but it was more focusing on, like, like, this was the future. It was, like, well, I don't know if it was 2020, but it was in the 2020s. So, it is kind of, like, modern Democrat-Republican politics. And, like, sometimes you kind of just want to escape. So, if you're not into that in a romance book, I don't blame you. Just keep that in mind for this one. In terms of development of um, plot for if this gets out, I, again, I felt like the characters got together so fast and it was definitely calling out, like, homophobia in the music industry rather than romance, which is completely fine, but just, like, don't market it as romance because I felt like once the characters got together, it was like, oh, like, we're holding hands and now we have, a f like, a little fight and now we're back, like, and now we're back to normal. And, like, that was it. Like, there was no spark, unlike the other two, which is why I ranked it lower. Also, I was, like, when I read it, I was like, ooh, a band book, because I felt like, um, like, fan fiction and just, like, general books, like, you know, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is also a good book that I'm gonna review some other time, but I felt like band books are really interesting because you have a group of characters who are constantly with each other and who are facing pressure from the outside world and also from themselves, and I think it's, like, a really just nice setup for, um, characters to develop and for friendships and relationships to grow I thought this was gonna be kind of like a wolf star um band which if you don't know what wolf star is that's um the relationship between Remus Lupin and Sirius Black from the Harry Potter series but it was not I read the reviews after I like finished if this gets out 
honestly, I just finished it to finish it. I did not want to keep reading that book. But anyways, it's based on um, a Larry ship. So if you weren't into One Direction, I had to look this up because I knew that there were multiple bandmates with um, an L name. But basically, Larry is the ship name for uh, Louis Thomas. Tomlinson oh sorry if you're a 1D fan and Harry Styles back when they were like big people used to think that they would be like maybe they were dating maybe they weren't you know um and I can definitely like after seeing that I like the book made sense a lot more to me so definitely keep that in mind like going in that it's kind of like a fan fiction turned book um also for like just in general, I just didn't really like it because I I was kind of like, ugh, I have to keep reading this. I didn't really need to, but I just did it anyways. I think I was, like, on vacation. I did like, like I said in my review, it was a four-story book. I couldn't, like, I kept forgetting which character was which, which is a bad sign because the characters should be different enough for me not to do that. But I kept being like, oh, like, who's this? Whose son is he? But anyways. Also, just some stuff I didn't really like. Red, White, and Royal Blue, again, focused on politics, but I also felt it was very black and white. I, um, I was reading, like, reviews for this before this episode, and this one, um, Goodreads comment from this uh, reviewer named Kiki they said like um it's a diatribe of smug naive American exceptionalism against a stereotyped sterilized anglo-centric image of the UK that masquerades as anti-monarchist but ultimately worships the royal family as an institution the author clearly knows nothing about the how the UK works prime minister of England or about its culture people in the streets waving the union jack and Alex wanting to scream at this stupid country while he's standing in the middle of an NHS hospital ward. Yeah, this book presents itself as some kind of authority on contemporary issues. I, again, no, I am American. I do not know anything about the UK. I didn't know that the Prime Minister of England was wrong. Um, <laughs> but if you're gonna get, like, basic facts like that, like, bad, like, wrong, then I don't really know, like, I feel like you should be able to check that in a book before you publish it, especially with how popular this book is. I don't know. That's like a mini red flag for me. I just, I like this book, but I don't really understand. I mean, not understand, but I just wasn't in love with it. So if you are like, no shame to you, but it was just not my cup of tea. That's a British joke, by the way. Anyways, um, to get to the end of this, who these books are best for. So Charm Offensive, again, if you're a lover of reality TV show, does not matter what kind, read this book. It is so good. Also, if you want kind of like a tour of the world from your home, they go to like a lot of fancy places. Well, fancy is an understatement, but they go to a lot of like a, um, like vacation spots and stuff like that. And I just really liked the change of setting because I felt like I wasn't bored. Um, for Red, White, and Royal Blue, if you're into politics, I don't know if you're an international relations major, maybe this book is for you. Also, if you just like royal romances, it's not historical fiction, but it is kind of a royal romance in terms of like following etiquette and stuff like that. And for if this gets out, again, One Direction fan, boy band fan. Also, like if you want a YA novel that's young adult, um, I think that if this gets out is good because it focuses like on like not childish but more teen topics and um yeah if you're looking for that like 
that's a good book for you. I just, in general, I wouldn't really recommend it, but if you want two characters that you are going to fall in love with, read The Charm Offensive. Just read it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to The Midnight Bookworm. If you have any personal opinions on this episode, feel free to share them on our Instagram, um, on our website, and make sure to subscribe. I hope that you've enjoyed and gotten at least two book recommendations and one that you don't want to read, or maybe you do. Up to you. Anyways, happy Pride Month, and with that, this bookworm is out. So, peace out, y'all. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.